23 years old, 11 months, six properties, 11 units. How the fuck do you do that? Stay tuned. Hey everyone, um, I'm excited. I finally have Taylor Sears on the 7-2 Real Estate Investor podcast and YouTube channel. Um, she is the boss, she is the queen, she is the CEO, and I'll talk about that in a bit. So, And also a little shy, believe it or not. So um, so Taylor, it's uh, awesome to have you on the show, so thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. So for those of you guys who don't know who Taylor is, and make sure you follow her on Facebook, on, on Instagram, um, her partner, had on, I had him on the show early on, actually, and that was Jeremy Ivany. And Jeremy and Taylor have just destroyed it. When I say destroyed, they're just crushing the market, um, buying everything in their, in, their, in, their, in their line of sight. And um, it's going to be amazing. And I think the key is, is that at the end of the day, they just started less than 11 months ago, uh, which is very remarkable. And I think for a lot of you that are listening or watching, it's hard enough just to get that first property yet alone at the 11th property. So how are they doing it? Um, and uh, I think what we're going to do as well, which is very important to know is that what Taylor and Jeremy have done, and I'm going to say specifically Taylor, because I know she is the boss, um, is, uh, you know, in that short period of time of 11 months, um, you know, they've amassed six properties, 11 doors. And by the end of June, so we're filming this today, which is uh, April 30th, by the end of June, they'll have 22 doors. So, which is quite remarkable. So, Taylor, um, you know, before we get right to the real estate, let's talk about yourself and where were you before real estate? How's that sound? Yeah. Um, so I'm 23. Uh, so I went to university straight from high school. Uh, I was at Western for four years and then actually, so I applied for my master's in social work and didn't get in. So then I went to Fanshawe for social services and I'm currently like in the process of trying to finish that program. Um, coursework is done. Placement has been um, pushed back a little bit. Okay, cool, excellent. So, so from that, like we're twenty-three years old. Shit, I got twenty years on you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> wow. Okay, I'm now feeling pretty sad all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what 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 was the trigger for real estate? I mean, you've been in doing this for less than a year, so eleven months. Uh, what was the trigger? Um, honestly, Jeremy was definitely a big like push for it. Like, and him going out to Alberta, like you guys talked about, was a like a huge advantage for us. And then he, so when he moved back to Alberta, he actually didn't have anywhere to live. So he moved in with me and my family, and like lived at my house for two years. So us being able to save up for two years, like not having any rent. Uh, was huge so that's how we were able to get our first property and then basically we, we did a burr like accidentally on our own property and refinanced it which you guys talked about last time um, and then we had this money and was and then we went to OREC so the refinance actually happened at the same time around OREC so we had cash um, to buy so that's kind of what us got started on the first two properties and then then you need more cash. <laughs> wow. So for those of you who have never heard, haven't heard about OREC, OREC was actually founded by Jeff Weibel and Matt McKeever here in London. And, uh, and these guys just moved at lightning speed as well. And they said there really isn't a conference or a community of some sort 
in Southwest Ontario. So just like that, they created the Ontario Real Estate uh, Conference. Um, and a lot of guests I've had on the, on the show, a lot of people I meet at meetups, that was really their entry point. That was their, their first taste of crystal meth of real estate investing. And it's nice to see how, how well everything's done since then. Um, so, you know, hats off to Jeff Weibo and Matt McKeever for throwing it out there. Um, you know, we have a nice uh, hotbed of, of great investors in this, in this neck of the woods in Southwest Ontario. So, um, so I, I just noticed something or just, there's an interesting theme here. So James was living at someone else's house in Alberta and then he's living at your house. He's a smart guy. That's yeah. the ultimate house hack. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So um, before we get a, a deep dive, in, actually, no, before we can get, so why, what, what is it about real estate that excites you? Um, originally, it didn't excite me until it was like kind of scary, actually. And then we went to OREC and um, Jeremy was the one that like, kind of like got into the first few properties. So the first two properties, like when we had our offers in, um, so we had the first two properties were actually like we bought from the same owner at the same time so that also was a like a big thing we, we got past our like our second property which is a people like this which where people get stuck a lot right so we we got our first two properties basically around the same time um just with like a few weeks difference for closing dates from the same guy um so anyways at that point it was still kind of scary and now it's exciting because it's like there's there's so many different avenues we've met like a a whole new group of friends our life is like totally different than how it used to be actually kellen shared something today that jeremy had posted from OREC, and it was us like him talking about kellen who had just quit his job and like thinking about that like in april we were like oh my god kellen and angie and all these people are so cool and we can't talk to them and now we're like hanging out with them and our life is totally different <laughs> mm -hmm. it, it, it's amazing isn't it like you um I, I talk about this regularly on all the podcasts is like you get into a different room and it's like you finally feel like you're at home no pun intended it's like it's natural we're outliers we're driven uh we want to be positive um it, it's quite remarkable and I, I feel the same way like i mean i even the network right i mean these are people that you know, early on i said oh wow wow and here i'm having coffee with them or was having coffee with them before this whole COVID stuff yeah. now we're having these uh you know digital coffee coffee groups and that kind of stuff but that's amazing so and, and i think first and foremost i know you don't give yourself enough credit and i'm going to talk about this because uh i've worked i've walked into properties with you uh and uh you just you have a knack like you just have this instinct that you sort of it's like the matrix you just know and i, I don't know you got you got a, you have an amazing skill set so never ever discount yourself and always remind you of that so um so I know people are waiting for the good stuff, but I, I want to use this as an opportunity to make fun of Jeremy somehow. Tell us something interesting about Jeremy. Like what, what irritates you about Jeremy? So we're going to put this out there. So 1 million people hear it. Um, what and of course he needs to know it too, because I don't want him to come after me and kick my ass. So, Well, if I, and this isn't, doesn't irritate me. This is funny, but if we want to embarrass Jeremy, this is, I think, a good route to go. He, um, every time he comes home, like he says hi to me first, whatever. And then he goes and sees the dog and the cat and like, he'll run around the house like screaming high pitch. So like Billy will chase him back and forth and he'll go see Ollie and like call him names. Like he's like a totally different person, like talking to them, like they're like our, our babies or I don't know. It's funny. <laughs> That's hilarious for sure. And poor Billy, I heard he has like a cone head going on right he now. Is. <laughs> he has an ear infection right now. <laughs> That's, that horrible. That's horrible. So, 
I've seen these cones where people are addicted to their phones and they got these people cones. Have you seen it? So they can't dip down and look at their phone. So, so I like, like I go by the seven, two, um, real estate investor because the seven, two represents the worst hands you can have in poker. Um, unfortunately, actually, fortunately in poker, you have the option, you can fold your cards and, and forget about it. But in life, um, you know, you can't control the hands that you're dealt, but you can control how you're going to play those hands. Um, you know, maybe if you don't mind sharing, maybe a seven, two moment that's happened in the past and how that sort of pivoted, allowed you to pivot to where you are today. Yeah. Um, I've had time to think about this cause I've watched all your videos. I was trying to like think of my moments and all that beforehand. Um, and I feel like I have been very privileged and lucky and I haven't had like a huge bad hand in my life. Like obviously there's times that things happen and I was like trying to pick something out and like, like I had applied for my master's of social work, but I, I had the mindset that like a lot of people don't get in right from their undergrad. So I kind of like prepared myself to not get into my master's at the same time. So it wasn't like a, oh no, it didn't happen. I had a backup plan. So it wasn't a big moment. But then I was thinking like also for real estate, again, not a big like bad hand card, but something that we've kind of worked through is that like being young and being in real estate um, can be can be difficult, but also being like switching your friend group. So that was a kind of a big thing for us is like we had our high school friends or university friends and they're like the people that I'm in school with now, like don't even have jobs, don't have like they're <laughs> they're way way behind in like a, a lot of things and it's hard to connect with them you can't talk with them about the things that you like because they they don't understand and they don't have that same interest so i think that's kind of like a, a difficult thing mm -hmm. to go through yeah it is tough you know uh and it's when you have to like i'm not saying you've done this already one of the dif most difficult things i had to do but more probably one of the most liberating things i did was i called the purge and I basically went through my my network and I just said, who's bringing value? Who am I bringing value to? Um, if it's someone on social media that all they do is post what they eat all day, how is that really impacting me? So there has to be value that's going both ways. Um, or the the the, uh, the naysayers or the negative the negative aspect. It's it's okay to be selfish. It's okay to to, to take those scissors up and cut those lines, because at the end of the day, you don't want people to be your anchors. You need you need people to be the wind at your sails. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so one of the things is you've gone for pretty fast here within a year, you know, 11 months, six properties, 11 doors within six weeks, you're going to double the number of doors. You're going to go to 22 doors. How does one double <laughs> at that speed within six weeks? Um, well, we, our first few, we did on our own. Um, now we have partners like our, the next eight units are partnered with yourself and, um, well, sorry, yeah. Well, four of them are with you, and then potentially another four with you. And then we have partners with James, um, and then and we have a VTB. So kind of our strategies have changed, which allowed us to grow. So we, we kind of got out of the single like duplex, duplex, single family, and have moved to triplexes and fourplexes. Um, so that's changed the numbers a lot. <laughs> mm -hmm, for sure, and that, and that's 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 you know the speed of scaling, right? Is when I think you with one, one has, and I had to do it myself, which is I had to just, and it, I don't say it was an ego or a pride thing. It was, you just don't know what you don't know. And you, everybody has this mindset. They want to be in real estate investing, but they don't understand, you know, by, by, you know, joining alliances with others, it's going to allow them to grow at a quicker rate 
because at the end of the day, you're in still in control of what the bank will tell you you can do, your own economics, your own financial situation. Um, and I'll, I, that, I'll never forget that call I made with yourself and James and Jeremy. And I remember it was, a, it was a Friday night. No, sorry, it was a Sunday night. I was driving from Toronto. It's March 1st. And uh, we talked about creating a strategic alliance and leveraging each other's unique abilities instead of, because there's certain things that I'm, I feel I'm excellent at and uh, they're my unique abilities, they're my natural uh, talents, but there's many things that aren't. And to put together a team where everybody has, everybody's strength leverages that other person's weakness. Um, I mean, I look at our growth already, like look, look what we've been able to do, the three of us together. Like, you know, if you look at Think and Grow Rich, they always talk about the power of the mastermind. And that's how people excel, uh, excel, excel. Mm -hmm. And um, so, you know, tell me more about that. Like, how do you feel about strategic alliances and joint ventures? Um, I think that they're a really useful tool um, and they're really important. Like relationships are really important. Um, I also think you also need to be very careful on who you're working with um, and make sure that like your values align. Like we had a big talk, um, like our first meeting when we went to your house about our values and what's important to us. And if your values don't align, then that's, that's a problem. That's, um, I actually have the same conversation. So I'm working with Sarah at starting next month. Um, and when we, her and I had that call, um, because I wanted to get like, I wanted coaching, but I wanted somebody who my values aligned with. And that's actually, I kind of had this conflict of interest, like with my placement, which I can talk about later if you want. But if your values don't align, it, it like, it causes a lot of issues, like both internally and externally. Yeah, for sure. What's well, so key? And you know, you got to lay everything out, but you got to, you got to all be in sync. And that's what's key. And in fact, it's nice to mention Sarah. Sarah's actually going to be a guest, I believe, on Monday on, on the show, which is going to be awesome. nice. So, um, but yeah, it, it, it is so key because your distance is going to be related to your integrity and your intention. That's, that's basically what's going to control how far you go. And we talk about legacy and, and so forth. And that was nice because, you know, we put that on the board and not only did we decide this has to be our, the way we engage and do business, but anybody we do business with, doesn't matter if um, they're a plumber, doesn't matter if they're an agent, doesn't matter if they're doing the property management, they have to fit and meet all those criteria. Um, because at the end of the day, it's, it's, this is ours. If we don't want to have this, you know, fall off the, off the, off the rails. Mm -hmm. So very, very important. So what would be some of your, your counsel to give to those who want to get into a joint venture with someone, but just don't know where to start? Um, good question. Depends. I guess it depends on where you are in, in your real estate business. Like if you, what do you have to offer? First of all, maybe you need to figure out internally, figure out what, like what your skills are. Um, like, do you have money? Do you, can you property manage? Can you do construction? Whatever it is. Um, and then start networking with people. Like I, I don't think I would get into a JV with somebody that I didn't know and didn't trust. So you need to have those relationships. Um, mm -hmm. but it could be different for everybody mm -hmm. for sure yeah it's, it's very important that when you do a joint venture with anyone it's very very important that everybody understands their roles and it's clearly laid out what everybody's expectations are yeah because you know nobody gets nobody goes in business together thinking it's going to turn ugly nobody gets married with someone thinking they're going to get divorced um but it does shit does happen and so it's very important that once you have something on paper um that it's all in alignment for everybody. So everybody has those expectations. I mean, you look at the, look at our alliance and the Alliance because it's so 
perfect because we're doing amazing things and I can get hit by a bus, then what happens, right? So it's nice to have everything lined up and saying these are, and, and not only that, but having everybody's roles defined. So everybody stays in their lane. I mean, I, you know, we have our, our weekly calls, um, which is awesome on Sundays. And it's nice because everybody knows their role. And it's also very nice, uh, like our last call, someone, I can't remember who asked the question and I said, well, it's not my problem. Like I've passed it off. I don't have to worry about it, right? Um, mm -hmm which offloads a lot of work off my shoulders that allows me to stay focused on what my role is within our alliance which is raising capital and and really at the end of the day it's relationships that's yeah. that's that's the thing i enjoy right so um okay well good and so the other thing i was going to ask you as well is you and jeremy have done such a great job with tenant management i mean really at the end of the day um, you guys have really set up a foundation for a property manager, man a management team. Now you guys don't have that right now. You guys are running your own properties and out, you know, our properties. Um, but what, like how, I mean, I, to be honest, I love my tenants, but there's some of them, it's like, mm -hmm. don't even put me in the same room with them. Like how, how give us some tips on that. Um, well, systems, like we started with one system and it wasn't great. And we switched to another one, which is way better. Um, but also like, I think, like coming from the social bet work background is more like like have empathy and like be friends with your enemies. Maybe maybe you don't get along, but they're gonna treat you a lot better and make your life easier if you're you're nice to them and you're friendly with them. Mm -hmm. And that was a like a actually a great example. We had that with um, tenants that moved out recently who still haven't paid one month of rent, but they agreed to leave. So that was good. But they had said to us, but like who knows if this is true? But he said like oh you guys were really great to us we really appreciate everything you did like we'll, we'll try our best to pay you back um whether or not that he's lying through his teeth the fact that he said like you guys were really good to us like it's mm -hmm. i think people appreciate like being genuine and honest and not like being a slumlord <laughs> mm -hmm. so just be a good person and like fix their issues um we use Amazon to like, if somebody needs something, we'll just Amazon it to their house, call home hardware, and they can go and pick it up at the store if they need to. There's a lot of systems. Pardon? That's a great idea. Yeah. There's lots of easy things you can do that you don't have to like go to their house or call them or like mm -hmm. lots of online technology makes your life way easier. For sure. Yeah, no, it's so true. One thing that you and Jeremy have done and it really opened my eyes. Um, and I know a lot of other investors and cause there's this, I don't say stigma or whatever it is, but it's like people will say you don't want to invest in properties that are outside of your main town or main city because if you get the, you want to stay close, you can keep an eye on it. You guys have done the polar opposite, and and you guys are just it's been inspiring to watch because I look at our growth and our growth is like I may never even see the properties, um, you know. So 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 maybe walk us through that like. First of all, why did you guys look outside your near vicinity? Two is, has it been a blessing or has it been a curse? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and three is, how do you manage that? Yeah. Um, so first, I can't remember your first question now. Uh, <laughs> was it Chatham? So we're, we're investing in Chatham and um, we chose, well, one, Chatham is significantly cheaper than London for us. Um, it has been a blessing so far <laughs> we like if we were investing in london uh we probably would have been capped out on mortgages a lot faster sure. we were able to hold our own mortgages because they're cheaper um and the rents are still 
like I'm going to be giving away my Chatham, <laughs> my, my Chatham, but um, the rents are not bad considering the purchase price. So mm -hmm. your cash flow is great. Um, I, I like Chatham. It's only an hour from us. Um, we drive there if we need to, but you, like I said, most things you can do online. Um, now we have, uh, like we're using Billium for software management and like you can do leases online, rent receipts, they can do, um, work orders, any, any kind of issue. And then eventually what we're going to do is hire like a maintenance guy who will deal with the, the maintenance request. So we'll get a maintenance request and he'll be attached to the Billium. And then he can say, Oh, what, this property needs this done and he can just go do it and we'll pay him hourly. So we're still managing it, but he's just fixing our problems and he's mm -hmm. he'll be our guy. We don't have that guy yet, but yeah. <laughs> that's the <his> plan. <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh out loud here, but I have no choice. We were looking at this one property together and the property manager of that house was there and he goes, oh yeah, no one ever goes in the basement. So we wanted to go check it out. And this is for that one of the fourplexes. And I remember I was right behind him <laughs> and I heard this big bang. Do you remember this? Yeah. And I looked down and his leg went right through the stairs. <laughs> And I remember looking back and someone said, yeah, we'll take this property. <laughs> yeah, so yep. we'll talk about property management. So a toilet, you get, it's like, this is the thing, right? Everybody thinks, oh, there's a bad side of real estate investing and that the tenants will destroy your place. Or, you know, people will tell you, do you really want to do that? Because you're going to get that call at two o'clock in the morning on Christmas uh, and the toilet's not working. You have to go there and it's minus 40 outside. Um, is that myth? Or is that a fact? <laughs> That's a myth. We okay. even have like our sewer line backed up last week and our tenant actually emailed us. She didn't even call us, emailed us. And then we didn't respond until the next morning. And then you just call somebody to fix it. So even if they did call us, we would just call somebody to fix it. Like there's um, every, emergency, everything like emergency plumbing, emergency electrical, like somebody can go, you may have to pay a premium, but I'm, I don't know how to fix a toilet. I don't know how to fix a sewer line. I don't know how to do any of these things mm -hmm. and I'm not planning on doing any of those things. <laughs> For sure. So it's nice. It just goes to show you don't have to physically be there because at the end of the day, Hey, you know what? You may not know how to fix a toilet. So you're going to go there and then you're going to have to call a plumber anyways. I mean, what's the return on your time there? You just lost some valuable time. Um, and, uh, and it's the same thing I, I've learned along the way too, where, you know, I had to get an appliance repair and, you know, I, I my mindset was, well, I have to be there too. So I'd go there, what the fuck am I doing? I'm watching this guy with, you know, his plumber pants all the way down and he's <laughs> fixing a dishwasher. And I'm like, what am I doing here? Like, like I gotta go, I gotta go. Um, so I can realize, hey, you know what? I'll just connect the two together and then just send me the invoice. Exactly, yeah. Because it, it is about return on time and that's what it comes down to. So that's, that's great. Now tell us a little bit more about this software that you guys are running with, because um, I, I personally am not running uh, any software and I, I really should knowing that how much I have on my plate. We were talking the other day and now hired an assistant. So, um, so tell us more about this, about the software you guys are going for. And first and foremost, why did you, why did you go in that direction? Yeah. Um, so we had wanted a software to begin with, basically to basically to streamline everyone that we talked to was like, get systems, get systems. So that was where we wanted our systems to be. Um, and we didn't want a property manager. We kind of had decided that from the beginning. So software was where we wanted. Um, we had tried one and it wasn't awesome. <laughs> so we um, are now with Buildium. And I did a lot of research and talked to a lot of property manager management systems. Um, mm -hmm. In Canada, there's like barely anything, nothing great. 
So Billium is a US and a lot of the other ones I called are US. Um, okay. And it, it is more expensive, um, but it, it, honestly, it's pretty awesome. There's some things that you can't do because we're in Canada and it's a US site, um, but like everything's streamlined. Like I can send announcements. I got a letter today from Chatham saying that the, and with a picture too, actually I'll show you, I have it here. Um, anyways, I have, I got a picture of like my house and the garbage bins and it was from the city of Chatham being like, your garbage bins were over full and like the city won't take your garbage if they're not, the lid's not down. So I just like went on Buildium and like show like attach that attachment to the announcement and send it to the house because it's a duplex so both parties can see it. Super easy. Like, I don't know. I love it right now. <laughs> no, that's good. That's good. So the, the businesses you're running, you have buying holds and multifamily, but you guys also have active streams like short-term rentals, Airbnb. So we did. We you did. did um, we had an Airbnb uh, in our house um, or at, on our property in Mount Bridges. Um, we have a little house kind of behind our house, which we set up as an Airbnb and was successfully going as an Airbnb. Um, and then we actually had a, a guest who was renting and I actually believe she, I don't know this for sure, but I think that she has gone through a divorce um, just based on conversation. And anyway, so she had asked us to rent the place. And originally we were like, no, thank you. We like to have the flexibility for friends and family. And then COVID-19 started and she came back and was like, hey, what would you, like, would you consider this price? Like a higher offer? And we were like, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> So now it's a furnished rental um, and we have a tenant. She signed month to month um, and it's been great. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's that's the beauty about real estate investing is you can pivot in any direction. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you, you purchase a property with the intention of wholesaling it. You're going to basically buy the paper on it and then sell it. Someone doesn't take it. You can now own it and you can do a flip and then try to sell it to retail buyers. From there, that doesn't work. You can take it to a buy and hold. From a buy and hold, you could do your burst strategy and get your redo refinance, pull the money out. From that end, you can go to short-term rental. It just goes, it's a, it's a really nice cascade. So there's a lot of exit strategies that one can do. Um, and I think a big mistake that many investors make, I, I for one as well, is thinking I'm going to be the best at this and only this and I don't need anything else. No, you have to have multiple strategies. Mm -hmm. Good example is COVID-19. Yep. Um, if you didn't have multiple pivoting strategies, um, you, you're good at, as good as toast. I mm -hmm. mean, and it's good to see what you guys have done there. Yeah. Something I was actually just thinking, um, something we kind of like learned from seeing COVID-19 and Airbnb as and people with single families getting kind of screwed was, um, we, so one of our properties that we're closing on end of June is a triplex. And what we're planning on doing is making one of the units an Airbnb. And then only allowing like the three month or the, basically the minimum that we can allow people to book and then keep it for our contractors. Because a lot of times we've been paying, like we have contractors that we prefer and we've been paying them to stay in other people's Airbnbs in Chatham so that they'll work for us when we could be not paying somebody else's Airbnb and using our own. And then you still have two other units that you're guaranteed rental income, right? That's awesome. I love it. I love it. That's, it's brilliant actually. Um, that's, and it's a nice write off as well. Exactly. There you go. So, okay. Well, that's good. So if you could share some important counsel and I always call it counsel, I don't call it advice because advice is like what uncle Larry tells you don't buy real estate because my old neighbor got screwed and 
all the other stuff. So if you had to give counsel to someone, to yourself, for example, 11 months ago, um, and if you could turn back the clock and do something differently, what would it be as, you know, as you enter the real estate investing game? Hmm. Um, probably maybe talk more, Mark. <laughs> maybe, uh, yeah, like, cause going, like going to OREC, Jeremy is definitely more social than I am, and I can have these one-on-one -on -one conversations, but I'm not your bubbly person talking to everybody that I don't know. Um, where Jeremy's more comfortable with that, so that would maybe be my recommendation. Um, but I don't think that's like, easy. it's easier said than done, right? You need to, that's something that people, you have to work on, and, and you need to gain that confidence. You can't just say, go talk to people. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, I know for sure. I mean, I'm a firm believer, and I, I say this over and over and over again, it's not who you know, but who knows you, and how people are going to know you. It, it's not being the loudest person in the room, because you can piss off a lot of people at the same time. It's just awareness or brand awareness, or just that personal touch, whether it be using social media, whether it be attending meetups, and just being around individuals and saying, hey, you know what, let's just engage in a conversation. Um, and I find with you is that you, you don't speak a lot, but when you do speak, everybody listens, especially, especially Jeremy. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> when he's not screaming around the house, chasing the animals. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, okay, well, that's great. And then, um, okay, so you, ha you're, uh, you, you have a, a, a job and you're, you know, a patient support worker, right? Um, I mean, the exact term um, for yeah. it, so I apologize. Do you love support worker, yeah. Do you love support worker? So do you think you're going to give that up and you're going to go full-time real estate investing or what are some of your plans there? That's a good question. I guess that's kind of another like personal conflict of interest because I was originally in my, I wanted to do my master's of social work and I think I would still like to do my master's of social work, but I don't know that I want to work full-time in social work. Sure. So I think um like even in my my job right now as a as a dsw it's not that's not like my end goal either i really like that job and when i compare it to my placement i prefer that one-on-one -on -one interaction and and supporting people and having the conversations with people so maybe if i could maybe i'll keep working part-time through real estate or because now well now that i don't i am just working part-time and i have a lot more time for real estate and getting a lot of other things done which has been helpful mm -hmm. um and actually working on jobs and like using tools and stuff with jeremy which has been fun um so i don't know we'll see i think i'll probably just work part-time or maybe get pickup contracts and stuff like that with my current employer um and and see what happens maybe eventually i can use come full circle and use my real estate to use my social work cool so so where do you see yourself in 10 years <laughs> in real estate investing oh gosh um that is a really hard question we are like jeremy and our my life has changed like a lot in the past like two years we, we we bought our primary residence like in london and lived in it for two years and then sold it so like we, <laughs> we're not stuck in one thing i think uh I, I don't know i can't even imagine where our life will be in 10 years okay so then i have to pivot this question then because you're very difficult um see what, what i go through guys on our on our on our mm -hmm. our board of director calls <laughs> um okay so in that case uh what would be your dream day 
Um, I think, well, okay. I get, I would like to have kids in 10 years. Well, before 10 years, ideally. <laughs> I got um, four. If you want one. I got four if you wanted it. <laughs> That's okay. I'll, I'll wait for my own. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're that bad. Okay. <laughs> you, can take my, you can take my dog. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, yeah, ideally you have a family in 10 years and then half day, maybe half day family, not family, but like, I don't know. I, I like having different things going on in the day. So maybe my morning half, I'm doing one thing and my afternoon, I'm doing another. And then I'm picking the kids up from school and we can come home and do family. So I'm not really stuck in like a full-time job or I'm not stuck in real estate. I'm not stuck anywhere. I can, I have the flexibility to do what I want. Sure. Okay. Well, that's great. I, I just love how simple you and Jeremy are. I just love how simple you are. <laughs> it's awesome. Because, uh, I mean, even for him, and when I asked that same question, where do you see yourself in 10 years? And he said he wasn't really goal-oriented. I mean, he just said that, um, you know, he sees, you know, you guys owning, like, you know, 100-unit apartments and that kind of stuff, which is, which is, I know what's going to happen because I'm going to be part of that unless mm -hmm. you fire me, part of our group. <laughs> um, this has been awesome. Now, I, I like to always end the conversation with uh, the tombstone question. So, for those that don't know what this tombstone question is, and I, I know just your personality, you've already done your homework. So, um, but most people get chills down their back when I ask this question. So the tombstone question is really about legacy. And I was told this many years ago, um, is that you want to reverse engineer your life based on what you're, what's going to be written on your tombstone. Cause at the end of the day, when we're six feet under, we meet the maker, um, someone else is going to decide what's written on that tombstone. So Taylor, what would be written on your tombstone? <laughs> So I have kind of two different things I want to bring up. Um, for specifically for the tombstone, I was thinking like caring, loving, hardworking, just like simple things that you like. Someone like like genuine things about the person. Um, but then something actually because I, I had planned for this, like you said, that I w thought about recently. Um, so somebody that I know uh, I went to high school with, their family member passed away just recently, um, and they can't have a proper funeral right now. So something that they did was um, they shared a list of all the things that their family member like did and liked and loved, um, appreciated and posted it on social media and said like, share you doing this person's favorite thing. So then there was a whole bunch, like a huge feed of being like, oh, using so-and-so's favorite mug, listening to so-and-so's favorite song, like doing all these great things. And it was really nice. <laughs> I was like, that's like, that's what I would like. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, it sucks because you prepared yourself. I guess none of my other viewers or listeners ever ever listen to my shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think I'm the only one that listens to my own stuff. But <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, Taylor, uh, for those of, out there listening and watching, and they want to get some some golden nuggets from you, um, what's the easiest way they can get a hold of you? Probably um, Instagram or Facebook. Um, so Taylor Jean. I have my middle name on social media to keep my clients away. Um, yeah, so on Instagram, I'm T-A-Y-L-G-E-A-N. Cool. Yeah. I use Mark Smith. I'm a brown Mark Smith, That's, yep. as you can tell. So <laughs> to keep to keep, to keep keep my uh, ex-wife away. I don't know. Sorry. Sorry. I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> Lawyers are going to sue me. <laughs> They're going to want more. <laughs> awesome. Well, that's awesome. Well, Taylor, thank you so much. This has been awesome. I'm so happy I had you separate from Jeremy. And then eventually what I want to do is I want to have you guys together. And, uh, yeah. and I know that's going to be key. And I think what we definitely want to do is um, when we close on our fourplex, talk about that because this is a real exciting, exciting opportunity. 
Um, I'm sweating bricks right now, not you guys can tell, but uh, it's on my lane. So, and, and Taylor knows that. Yeah, Taylor's been on me every day. Have you done this? Have you done that? So, poor Jeremy, I know what he goes through. So, <laughs> so you guys take care. Have an amazing one. And Taylor, thanks again. Yeah, thanks, Mark.